Welcome to episode 794 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Radio team, welcome along to episode 793 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I am pretty good, Bevan. Pretty good. Yeah, today's show's got to be a bit of a different show because John's deep in Epic Camp. You know, I'm doing a support crew. And I know, but you're deep well, in it. I'm deep in it and there's not a lot of spare time in the day um, when you're doing support crew to get interviews done and get stuff sorted. So we're just going to fly by the seat of our pants today. Here we go. So I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by? We've got some fantastic patrons. We've got uh, Nicholas the Hitch Pocock, John, John Wear and Tear, oh no, John Wear and Tear, and Gethin the Hannibal Hitman Hopkin. Is John's last name Tear? Wear. Oh, nice. We're so clever. John Wear and Tear. We are so clever. There's no denying. So this week's show, guys, is going to be a little bit different. Uh, A, because John's just been absolutely pumped with Epic Camp. And B, because that's why. So what we're going to be doing is we're basically going to have a quick chat, put the Epic Camp interviews on, and we'll see you in. It might be a little bit shorter. We're kind of just depending on how many Epic Camp interviews we've got. We have a lot more of those interviews next week. Um, But yeah, John, just give us an update on how it's all going. One update before we start that is uh, you guys will remember Ironman California was supposed yeah. to be on over the weekend. It got cancelled due to bad weather. It sounds like it was the right call. Um, so commiserations to anybody that was supposed to be racing and commiserations to um, all our Iron Distance fans out there. We didn't get to see our Gustav Eden, Jan Fredino yeah. versus Lionel Sanders. So that was a real bummer. I got an email through from Skip Slade, actually. He was saying, I was racing the event just to verify reports on the bad weather for Ironman California. The rain and the wind were definitely crazy. The night before they announced the shortened bike, 56 miles, the rain on race morning wasn't terrible, but coming down steadily with some wind. The morning at the swim start up the river, the kayaks were having trouble launching Jeepers Creepers. Story is that Andrew Messick was racing and went out on the boat race morning and agreed with the race director. There were likely many first timers as they signed up for a fast flat race, making the bike course more dangerous. It would have been a carnage out there on the bike. Bottom line, it would have been irresponsible to hold this race under these conditions. The venue will be very cool for future races with the transition area that is inside a basically stadium, lots of room, and spectators were allowed to wait in the stands and watch transition while also watching coverage on the big screen. That would be cool, wouldn't it? By the way, he was in the portaloo <laughs> when the cancellation announcement happened. He didn't hear it. came out, people were leaving with their bikes, so he figured it out. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. another, another one of our patrons, Ryan Smith, who was there doing his first Ironman, he actually lives in the area, and he said it was by far one of the worst storms he's ever seen here in Sacramento. So, yeah, it really sucks, but um, unfortunately it sounds like it was the right call to do. In a bad year for Ironman. Like, I know it's been a bad year for everyone and bad year for sporting events companies. But Jeepers Creepers have had some bad luck, haven't they? Mm, and just had Queenstown Marathon just cancelled as well, which they own in New Zealand. Big event down here. And so. Auckland a few months, about a month ago as well. So, you know, I think a lot of people are looking forward to getting through this crazy time we're living in. So, yeah. So, so what's happening on the camp, John? So today is day start of day five. Um, I'm sitting in Cromwell and the athletes are just headed off on the bikes, uh, heading to a place called Gore, which is in the deep south, real sort of farming territory. And so far, 
camp has been awesome. If anybody wants to check out some photos, go to our Epic Camp, Epic camp Facebook page. Um, also go to epiccamp.com and there's a list of some of the athletes that are blogging on the camp. And we've had New Zealand at its finest the first, uh, first four days. So we started off in a place called Dunedin or Otipoti, I think is the Tereo name. And we went from Dunedin north to Oamaru. Uh, I thought it was going to be a bit of a lumpy old ride, and it was, but it was way harder than uh, anticipated because they had full-on headwinds all day. Oh, really? Uh, and the climbing was a lot more difficult than I had anticipated. So uh, it was a very tricky opening day. Opening day How far are they right? It was only 120 Ks, but it took some athletes like over six hours. Oh, <laughs> really? It was wow. Uh, we had a nice swim and a nice run for that. So they were already a bit primed from doing a hard aquathon. Uh, so they were pretty, pretty rooted. And some of the Epic Camp vets were saying that was a legit legitimate full-on epic camp day <laughs> that's that one welcome to the jungle and it, and it seems to happen every year on epic camp is the first day we always have an event and we always have some inclement weather either smoke and hot last year it was really really hot to this year it was the wind so it was a bit of a bit of an eye-opener for some people and, and i think um a few nerves all around and then the second day we were going from uh, oamaru to uh, omarama which is uh was ended up being a beautiful ride uh, absolutely stunning and uh just tailwind quite a bit of downhill stunning scenery it was awesome and then we got to oamaru we went for a um went for a run around a place called the clay cliffs most people in new zealand they go down to queenstown you drive from christchurch if you ever see the sign for the clay cliffs by oamaru no by omarama go and check them out oh, really, really really i've i've driven to Queenstown God knows how many times in my life always seen a sign thought ah, clay cliffs how good they can they be uh, really worth the drive in it's yeah it's not far off the beaten track oh well nice son so they did highly recommend then day three um, what were we doing day three we went from oh, day three we rode to Mount Cook uh, we went to Mount Cook some crazies did the there and back so it was 95 kilometers each way the minimum for the day was to ride back from Mount Cook after doing a 10K run on the Hooker track, which was awesome. Uh, but some of the crazies decided to go and ride there and back and did, ended up doing 210 Ks plus, nice. uh, plus the 10K run. So that was a good day because it's, it's paradise there, isn't it? Oh, it was fantastic. It was, it was a reasonable day. It wasn't, wasn't picture postcard, but it, and it was a little bit of drizzle, but it was uh, could have been a lot worse. If you ever come down to the South Island of New Zealand, and there's a beautiful drive where you basically go inland to Queenstown, Wanaka Way, uh, and you pass Mount Cook. And if you can drive in uh, on a clear day, it's often overcast, but if you can get there on a clear day and just do that, even just to walk up to, what is it, the Hooker, Hooker Lake? Yeah. Um, it's, it's beautiful. It's paradise. The non-Kiwis, Mount Cook is uh, Mount Cook Aoraki is our highest mountain in New Zealand. We couldn't couldn't see the top, but we ran up to this awesome lake. And uh, again, go look at some of the pictures. The next day had a new innovation for Epic Camp Bevan. Um, we were riding from Omarama to Cromwell, yep. and it takes you over the through the place called Mackenzie Country, and we had to go over the Lindus Pass, which. So as far as passes go, this is about as easy as it gets. It's just a gentle grind up. Yep. And the last sort of 7K is probably at like maybe 4 5%. It's not that hard. However, what, we, what I decided to do was make it a team time trial. Oh, and, nice. And we'd done a time trial on the first day. 
And so I took all the times from that and divvied people up into teams. I've never seen people shitting their pants as much as they were before that day yesterday. Because I think most people thought it was going to be an individual time trial. I thought, this is okay. You put people in the team and all sorts of pressure. There's points on the line. You don't want to be the weak link. Everyone was crapping their pants. Um, (laughs) They got to the top and they went, most people went, not max effort, but pretty close to it. Uh, and they said that was the best thing we've done on camp so far. So, team so right. how, did you, how did you get the teams? Did you did you pick the teams? Well, I picked the teams, but it was all based off a little time trial we'd done on the first day. Nice. And, so, and it was a handicap team time trial. So um, the fastest riders went last, and it was all based um, off the times from, from day one. So it was really even and fair, and, uh, yeah, it was, they, they absolutely loved it. Carried on riding through to – Who won? To, who won? Who won? Who won? I'll give them some love because I'll. Uh, you just tell me what you've been doing the last few days, Bevan, and I'll uh, pull. What this have up. I been doing in the last few days? I tell you one thing, John. The first song's been finished for the album. Oh, nice. Yeah, pretty exciting, and it's sounding. I'm pretty happy with how it's sounding. So mm. the album's probably never six weeks away. So that's kind of my exciting stuff. And I've been doing a bit of running, but nothing crazy like you guys. Yeah. Uh, so the winning team was Steve Hirschberg, John Fredrickson, one of our fantastic patrons, Hayden Bitar, and Lee Barnfeld. And nice. we were all pretty close. It was only a minute or two covering uh, the entire field. How, how long was the TT? It was 32 Ks. Oh, so that's decent. Uh, you finished at the top, did you? You finished at the top. So, oh, you know, yeah, it's taking... He was taking anywhere between an hour 10, I think, was maybe the fastest time and yeah. through to quite a bit slower. So the, the caliber of athletes we've got on this camp, we've got uh, one, one or two guys that are in the sort of mid-nine-hour Ironman range, um, but most are significantly slower. And we've definitely got some middle pack um, and even a bit slower than middle of the pack athletes. So we've really got a, a broad spectrum, but they're doing fantastically well. And I do have to give a bit of love to our first team that went off I set a challenge down for them yesterday so these are our three slowest athletes on the camp I said try to get to a place called Terrace before the fast guys catch you up and you get a gold star um, but they managed to get all the way through to the end of the day so Nadia McLaren Zania Morrison and Tracy Barr they got a like Bevan I went crazy last night what they, you do? they got a crunchy bar each <laughs> It's a big spend for a Newsom. It is a big spend. Uh, so but the final thing we did yesterday, listen up, New Zealanders, if you get to come down to this neck of the woods, uh, so we're staying in Cromwell, we went and did a run on the new Lake Dunstan Trail. So we, we drove down to a place called Clyde, um, and then we ran back from there, which ended up being 24.4 kilometres. Yeah. Uh, so a point-to-point run. Once you're in, there's, you're, you're fully committed. There's no, there's no out options. Possibly one of the, the best runs you can do anywhere in the world, I reckon. You're running along the side of this um, man-made lake. Uh, well, not man-made. It was, it was a dam being built at, at Clyde. And this uh, you're running along a gorge. Unbelievable. The, the trail is just must have cost them millions and millions of dollars to build. Uh, it's incredible. There's all these little cantilevered sections where they've actually, you know, they've got, um, they've built little cantilevered sort of bridges along the side of rock faces. Just, and it's just awesome. Oh. Highly we're, recommend. We're so lucky, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, there's mountain bike tracks all over the place down here. So if you're into mountain biking, it's like heaven down this sort of area. So Definitely recommend either biking, biking it with the family. It's pretty, it's pretty hilly, um, or or running it. Is uh, it was ended up being 
about 20, somewhere between 25 and 29 degrees when we're going through there. And we haven't hit summer yet. We're not acclimatized and people were dying out there, but the scenery made up for it. How's everyone holding up so far? So far, pretty good. You know, once you get past day five, today's day five, then you kind of got, you can kind of see the finish line almost there. Um, but so far, the, the, the scenery just chirps everybody up. It, other than a bit of wind, it's been pretty good weather conditions. But, you know, there's been some pretty tough days. And I think today, after r- people running 25Ks yesterday, well, most of them did, and they're just going out uh, 170Ks on the bike today. Uh, and there's going to be the big climbs and there's going to be some inclement weather. The forecast is for hail. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting day at the office. Here's the next question. Who's, who's, who's owning the jerseys right now? Good question, Bevan. I'm, I'm full of good questions. You know me. You're going to hear from um, our points leader shortly, Kelly Sutherland. This is the first time in Epic Camp history, as you'll hear later on, that I think we've had a female in the yellow jersey, and oh. she is owning it. Like, she's, she's pretty much put it out beyond reach. When you get in the yellow jersey, it quite often ends up being a tussle between two or three people. Yeah. Um, but she, I think she's almost put it out of reach already. Like, yesterday, she... After doing the, the the bike ride, everybody finished the run. Quite a few people only did a ten k run. That was the minimum. Um, so maybe a third did that, and two thirds did the twenty five k. Yep. And people coming in at twenty five k, they were blithering idiots. You know, they were all over the show. <laughs> uh, but she tacked on to go to thirty k to get point. Oh. So she is owning it. Oh, that's awesome! And what other juices do you have? We have is pink. It- Pink jersey says so she would be in the pink, um, but pink is for the leading female. Yep. Um, so Lee Barnfeld is currently in that. And then we have the couples jersey that is the new innovation. Yeah, the, the mountain snails who should have tacked on uh, 10 kilometers extra on the bike and they would have been in green yesterday, but they didn't. So you got Tracy Barr and Simon who are currently holding down that green jersey um, position. And we don't have it. We've got a red jersey that just rotates around that sort of performance of the day. Oh, nice, nice. Mm. Uh, so looking ahead? Looking ahead, yeah, we're heading to Gore. And then from there, we head down to a place called Tiana, um, which is uh, in Fiordland, which is probably the most beautiful part of New Zealand. And then we head into Milford Sound and then back up to Queenstown to finish. So, you know, today is sort of the halfway day. It's nine, nine days of activity, 10 days of being on camp. So once I get past today... Yeah, you've got that finish line sort of starting to come into sight. Yeah, nice work. Okay, guys, so what we're going to do, that's what I was saying before, if you want to follow the Epic Campers, go to epiccamp.com or there's a Facebook page? There's a Facebook page as well, yep. And, and is I'm that linked of, on the website? Uh, probably. <laughs> I'm putting I'm putting pictures on the put it, putting pictures on our Facebook page and yeah, there's just a link to a whole bunch of blogs on the epiccamp.com. I guess what we're going to do is we're going to check on a few of the interviews with some of the Epic Campers right now. Right, uh, we are on day, finished day three of Epic Camp New Zealand Tour of the South and I'm doing my first interviews. This time around I'm doing support crew duties which uh, surprisingly doesn't actually leave me with that much time to do stuff but today is the day uh, we're going to get into it and we're starting with a man who's sitting in an IM Talk bike jersey, the Lumo version. You can go and get yours on IM Talk website. He's got the full collection. John, the Mountain Snail Hancock, welcome back. Hi there listeners, must be getting very bored of me. This is the third time I've been on in a year. <laughs> How, and what's your total now? 
Overall? Overall? Oof, I think we might be... We're not double figures. I think it's seven-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Not bad. <laughs> You've been going for like 14 Six, years or something. More like 16. <laughs> 16. Yeah, it's Tracy Barr's just arrived. We've just uh, ridden in from Mount Cook. Today was going to be one of the picture postcard days, and thankfully the weather was pretty decent. We went up to Mount Cook, had a little run on the hooker track, which was awesome, and then had a about a 100k ride home. Bit downhill, bit of tailwind, happy days. So, Mountain Snail, so far, three days into your epic camp number two, give us give us a lowdown on what's happened so far. What's happened so far is that today is the first day I've done 10 metres on the bike on roads I've actually cycled on before, which is extraordinary because mm-hmm. I've lived in New Zealand for 25 years. So that's a bit of a plug for the, uh, for the route planner. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been fantastic, actually. We've... Um, We've been to, the first day we did this wonderful route north from Dunedin. So for the international listeners, Dunedin is sort of three quarters of the way down the South Island on the right-hand side. Um, And there's this absolutely gorgeous coastline and sort of sandy beaches and cliffs and things like that. And John sent us on the coastal road rather than the, the main highway, which was lovely and quiet, very lumpy. Um, but amazingly pretty, some um, very old settlements as well, mm. lots of old sort of uh, sort of industrial settlements that are all in, uh, how would you put it, transition. Um, <laughs> and then this extraordinary town that I've never been to, incredibly, um, Oamaru, uh, which has this sort of crazy Victorian architecture. It's very impressive, because uh, if you drive through Oamaru, you're always going to miss it. So for Kiwis, if you come through Oamaru... Turn left, swipe left or whatever, and just uh, go, go go into the little township and uh, check it out. And recommendation for food, went to a place called Fat Sally's for dinner, and it was fantastic. So yeah. sorry, I interrupted. Carry on. Well, it's, it's amazing. I mean, the, the thing about towns in the lower lower South Island in New Zealand, they've all got these absolutely massive main streets, mm. and they are completely deserted after about four o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So you're sort of watching around, it's sort of like the... Uh, um, you know, sort of like in a South American capital city or something yeah. like that. It's like a population of about 10 people. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty good. Um, and then the second day, oh, again... Just, just, just the first day, you know, oh. uh, a lot of people found it pretty rough going. It was, uh, on paper, it was a, not too hard a day. You know, the bike was, I think, 120, wasn't it? Yeah. Or something, 120 yeah. kilometres. Uh, so I knew it was going to be pretty lumpy. But my scheduling, I think it was just about as bad as it gets. Uh, like an hour and a half long. A, hour, I was an hour and a half out because you had block headwinds pretty much all day. So how, day. how did you sort of cope with that, sort of maybe taking on your experiences from last year? Yeah, it was really hard. Um, mm. uh, I mean, we were fresh, which helped. Mm. Um, the only thing that didn't really help, John, is that you put in a quote time trial (laughs) which was a vertical (laughs) you know king of the mountains climb for 17k which completely nuked my legs (laughs) i mean everything i know about endurance sport is it's all about teaming your effort out really consistently over the day Mm. and that absolutely ruined everything so that was a problem Mm. but apart from that it's just about getting in a rhythm working with the group making sure everyone does their time uh 
It was funny, really. Apparently, the headwind was 40 k's an hour. I didn't feel it wasn't very gusty. It was just totally constant, constant all mm. day. And and the hills are sharp little. They were nasty. Mm. However, we did discover Trotter's Gorge, John, which is an amazing gorge coming down towards the Moiraki Boulders. Mm-hmm. International listeners, Google Moiraki Boulders, pretty mm-hmm. amazing. But while you're googling that, Google Trotter's Gorge. I've never heard of the place, and it. <clears throat> It's like the Gorge de Verdun in the south of France. You know, this amazing red cliffs and, you know, unbelievably pretty. It was very yeah. random. I just saw, I saw there's a road there. I'm thinking, that's not going to be sealed. And I sort of was on Google Earth, just going, going, and it stayed sealed. And I knew there was a hill in there. And uh, so if you do want to bike through there, suggest you have some pretty small gearing. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty honest. Um, but yeah. wonderful. I mean, great thing to, to have done, really. Mm. So. Very happy. And our little uh, groupettos, sort of, um, we're back in action. Found your grove. It's a bit more select this year. Actually, last year we had more in the groupetto at the back end of the bunch. Yeah. Um, but we're having a better time than anyone else. So, <laughs> I don't know. You've got to qualify. So. And uh, we kicked off day two of the, the elimination race. Um, didn't do so well there, but there was a, a, a reason for that. The, the females went first. We had an elimination. So each uh, 100 metres, some, somebody would get eliminated. It was all good fun. Boys kicked off second, uh, and you got eliminated first round. So maybe tell us why that was the case. Uh, well, I was being quite strategic about this, um, and with the assistance of uh, camp hot chick Kylie Cox, mm-hmm. uh, helper, and she said to me, while the women are doing their stuff, you could do your butterfly. Mm-hmm. Um, and initially I thought, no, 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 I need to be ready for this, because it went quite well last year, the butterfly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was feeling so sore and knackered after the first day. I thought actually doing it this early in the camp is probably a really good idea because I'm yeah. just going to get more and more tired. Um, so I thought about it for about three more seconds and then just thought, oh, well, whatever, let's just get on and do this. But last year, my swim coach, who's a former national age group butterfly record holder, had us do masses of fly. I did loads of practice for it mm-hmm. last year because I saw it was easy points. Mm-hmm. Um because it's the only one of the swim points competitions that has an unlimited upside. Yeah. So John and John changed the formula. It used to be 200 fly one and, point and you get one point. Yeah. But on this camp, because we've got a more <clears throat> varied spectrum of ability, John calibrate it where, you know, if you're a bit slower, you only have to do 150 meters, blah, blah, blah. And then added this thing where if you do, for each 25 meters you do over your prescribed minimum, you get a quarter of a point. Mm. And last year, um, I managed to do 550 metres, which was quite a lot of points. Unbelievable. Like, I'm a pretty reasonable sort of swimmer. 200 for me is my limit. If I, can, if I trained, I could probably do a little bit more, but 200, you try doing that, it's bloody hard. Um, yeah. So anyway, so this year I thought, well, I'm not in such good shape for fly um, but I have done an awful lot of swimming this year mm. as the listeners will know if mm. you go back to episode whatever the hell it is <laughs> uh, when I swam across Lake Topor so I've swam masses through the summer and I and, and even through lockdown I've actually managed to do quite a bit because my squad's in a private pool so we haven't really been mm. um, interrupted as much as a lot of other people and sympathies do go out to people in even in Auckland, mm. but, you know, around the world, who've just had such a rubbish time. Um, yeah, so, um, I don't know, I was pretty unhopeful. I thought, you know, the goal is really try and see if I can do the same thing again this year. So mm. and do that. So, And Tyrone last year said to me that my first length looked appalling. I <laughs> thought I was going to last for about 50 metres. And 
exactly the same. I felt absolutely rubbish. I was trying to do my underwaters and all the rest yeah. of it, and I was dying. And I thought, Christ, we need to ooh, pardon me, uh, need to really, really, really slow this down um, and maximise energy efficiency. Really, so I got into quite a nice rhythm for the first 200 metres. That went quite well, and then my kick went. Um, but I, I, I managed to keep going, and I got into a little bit of a rhythm. And no one was watching me, which was quite helpful. I wasn't feeling. I too was watching. I was. I was sitting there judging the 100 meters and the the uh this this probably took a good 15 to 20 minutes to get through the the elimination race and you just kept going i was like bloody hell he ain't stopping i don't know how much he's done but it's a fair amount so um yeah so you know you sort of chip it away 200 then 400 then suddenly 550s within reach mm. so you get to 550 and then you think right well 600 get to see if i can go one better that'd be good and then I thought, okay, well, let's, I'm still feeling all right. Let's see if we can keep doing this. And so I kept going seven, eight hundred. And then I thought, actually, <laughs> I really ought to be able to do a kilometer if I just, <laughs> just concentrate on not losing my form. Um, so the bad news um, is that I did check the uh, World F- um, Swimming Association rules around butterfly afterwards. Mm. I'm not at all sure uh, <laughs> it <was legit. laughs> that it was totally legit because it's fairly explicit that breaststroke legs are not allowed. And I wasn't trying to do breaststroke legs. I, I my did knees, see one at one stage. My knees were bending an awful lot because <laughs> I was quite tired. Um, yeah, so then we had your elimination race and... Um, <laughs> I I was dead last actually because I was absolutely exhausted and that's a, such an unfair thing. I mean, you get to start when everyone else is like almost two thirds of the way meters. through their race. It's yeah. just insane. Yeah. So last year I got properly rogered. Um, <laughs> so I think actually strategically that was probably quite a good way of using the time. Mm. Um, Ended up being a ten point swim. Indeed. So we were talking about time efficiency. So John will be interviewing some of the hot guns later on in the camp. And these are fully grown adults who will be chasing points like Pokemon. And it's <laughs> quite amusing to watch just how juvenile it's possible to be when you really care about this. Go and listen to back episodes of Epic Camp Interviews. However, these guys will literally, they'll go out, they'll spend three hours riding the bike just to get one more point or yeah, two or more points yeah. or something. So, time efficiency. 10 points, yeah. 17 minutes. Thank you very much. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ten, yeah. I don't know how the hell you get 10 points doing anything on Epic Camp. That's a lot of lot so of work. So I thought elsewhere. the ultimate Epic Camp set, it, so the, the, the ultimate swim set is, is 10K. Um, mm. And you can do 10K to a time and there's all sorts of things you can do. But you get a lot of points for doing you that. Do. Takes three yeah. hours. That's okay. Yeah. Do it all fly. Right. You get 110 points. <laughs> <laughs> this yellow jersey coming your way. <laughs> um, and I've got to say, uh, the, the we've added one category this year to the camp. We've got a lot of couples on the camp. So we had a couples jersey. Um, and in true Tour de France style, you know, uh, it's actually the second place couple have got the jersey because our first couple are currently leading the overall yellow jersey and the pink jersey for the females. So by default, it goes to second. And you guys scraped in by half a, uh, oh, no, like quarter, of a, a quarter of a point. <laughs> so that one extra length <laughs> of butterfly, butterfly you did, did made the difference. It may have been one day of glory because you might that, be losing it tomorrow. I think that's right. Simon's already out doing extra kilometres on the yeah. bike to try and <laughs> knock us off our perch. Yeah. But that's okay. The other thing... 
famous IM, uh, IM Talk listener. So the uh, the New Jersey John was telling us is a is a legacy Scott Molina mm. green jersey from the great days of Epic Camp oh. when it was with the the guns in the Alps and things like yeah. that. And it's quite small, so there was no question about who in our family was going to be wearing it, because I would have le- needed a kilo of uh, engine grease and a very long shoehorn to get into that. I think it would have been a bit of a challenge. It's uh, yeah, it had all the old coffees of Hawaii yeah. on there, Pro Pro Four, all different sorts of things on there. So, um, final thing I've got is yeah, what was the motivation to come back? You know, you sort of experienced the full Monty last year, um, and your wife came along, and yeah. you know she's not a she she's loves her all her different adventures but she's not that hardcore and try she no, sort of does a bit of mountain biking a bit of yeah. everything yeah she's so. a very good mountain biker so yeah. the cycling I think she finds quite easy um, yeah. and and she quite enjoys a bit of racing a bit of biffo all that sort of stuff yeah. so so she enjoys that finds cycling with me quite frustrating I think yeah um, and it's nice to it, through the lockdown and covid and borders and all that mm. stuff it's been really nice to have a project both years. So mm. last year, you know, we were meant to be going to Europe. The whole thing got completely upended um, and building into the camp. Uh, and I've trained really hard for this. I've done four, mm. four months on a structured program. Nice. Mr. Smith's uh, coaching in nice. Wellington. Had Very me. good. Uh, so I've effectively done an, a big Ironman training block for this. Yeah. I've been doing 24-hour weeks and everything. It's oh, been goodness. pretty serious. So, yeah. But I feel good on it this year, actually. Cycling, I think, is going slightly better than normal. Um, yeah. Uh, running isn't, but I think that's just mm. getting old, to be honest. Um, so we've only done three days. We've got, what, six to go. You sort of know what's coming along. Anything in particular that you're looking forward to? Uh, swimming in Lake Tiana. Swimming in, swimming in Lake Tiana will be good. I think we it's need some fresh. bonus points for swimming non-wetsuit, because I think... Oh, my goodness. I think people need to just learn. For to North America, or, you know, everybody out of New Zealand, it's... Uh, which we're in spring at best at the moment. In the southern and Lake Tiana <laughs> is is that the deepest lake in New Zealand by like no. Oh no, that's Milford, sorry. Tiana, it'll be bloody freezing. What are, what are we picking? Oh, 13, 12. 13, 12, 13 degrees yeah, yeah. centigrade. That's fresh. Yep. So good luck to anybody who wants to give that a crack. Um, I think 110 extra points. I mean, the great thing is I can get as many points as you like. I'm not going to well, trouble the leaders. <laughs> for, for you and listeners, one thing I discussed with uh, Tom Anderson today is maybe we should have a swimmer's jersey next year. Oh. We could go like Super League. You have a swimmer's have a jersey, a biker's jersey, jersey and, a, and a runner's jersey or something along those lines. Watch the space. Yeah, but Hayden, but the really good guys are still better swimmers than me. Yeah. It's not fair. <laughs> uh, we'll come up with a system. I've got Need ideas. Some age and weight-based handicap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's always a pleasure having you on, John. We may even get you on at the end of the camp once all is said and done and uh, get a bit of a recap. We've got guys rolling in. They've been tacking on. God knows how like that. Today, people went out. Oh, you've got our two jersey leaders here. Yeah. You want to get them on? Do you we've, want to go uh, scoop them up for you? We've had athletes go and do 210 or maybe 215 Ks today, and there's rumours that people are going even longer than that. So good luck to them because tomorrow is going to be our hardest day of the camp. So good on them. <laughs> Thanks, John. Cheers, listeners. All right, we are on to our second interview, and I... Record. You guys all hear about the points competition we have and the, the jerseys, so we have the yellow jersey for the overall leader, we have the pink jersey for the leading female, we've got a red jersey for the sort of performance of the day, we have a green jersey which is sort of for the couples, we normally have a, a polka dot jersey for the king of the mountains, 
But in all the years I think I've been organising the camp, I don't think we've had a female in the yellow jersey. And we have now, which is fantastic. So and I've got the yellow and the pink jersey um, wearers after day three in quite commanding positions. Uh, so introduce yourself, ladies, just who you are, maybe where you're from and what your sort of, uh, what your, your setup is in terms of work and life. Thanks, John. Um, my name's Lee. <coughs> I'm from New Plymouth and I work as a physio. This is number three camp for me. My first mm. one was in Canada. Um, last year, another opportunity arose to do it. Absolutely loved it. So there was no way I wasn't coming back to do it again this year. Um, yeah. Mm. And yellow jersey holder. So Lee's currently in pink. She's in second place overall. Um, but because she's the Tour de France style, the pink jersey rolls onto her because our leader is currently female. Introduce yourself, yellow jersey wearer. Thanks, John. Um, my name's Kelly Sutherland. I'm also from New Plymouth. Uh, Lee's my training buddy, hence why we go. Training buddy. And what do you do for your sort of nine to five? Oh, yeah, nine to five, 40 hours a week. I work for WSP as uh, manager of structural engineers. Nice. And what's your sort of try background? I give it a go. Done a couple of Ironmans. I like the more of the half Ironman, so I've done a few of them. Yeah. And, yeah. And you, am, am I picking you normally towards the front of the field? Maybe the front of my age group. Yeah. Maybe not the front of the field. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you've seen this from the outside last year. Um, yes. What was sort of motivating you? What, what, what did, why did you want to come? Uh, just the adventure, the scenery, and pushing myself. So mm. I really... Didn't know how Lee did that day after day after day, but it was pretty awesome to watch. So, yeah, yeah, I'm here. And have you done anything like this before? No, no, no sort of multi-day done, adventure racing or uh, anything like that. I've done a multi-day run, yeah, once and down how? the Alps to Ocean Trail. So, oh, you know, you, know you had the inside going on bloody <laughs> yesterday's uh, route. Nice. <laughs> it's brought back some awesome memories. Actually, it's pretty cool being down here. Yep. And. So what's your strategy been so far? Because you're in yellow, you've done really well in the events, and your swimming is, is take the, this is a compliment, it's a bit of a backhanded compliment, but it's, it's a bit weird, as you like watching, you, and you've got quite slow turnover, you're quite tall, but man, you were just, in the elimination race, you were just like, sort of just powering through the water, it was uh, very impressive. Have you got any swimming background or not? No swimming background. No swimming background. I do just like to do everything at a moderate, what I think is a moderate pace, especially with swim, but no. No. I don't know. I don't have a strategy either. I've just been <laughs> doing some races and here for completion. Here for completion. Um, don't care about the points. Everyone says that on day one. Yeah. Yep. And then I ended up in this yellow jersey and now I've got to do some stuff. You've got to defend. <laughs> You've got to yeah. watch people go out early in the morning and do sneaky little stuff. Oh, no. So, what, to run us through uh, today. Have you done anything bonus today or not? What have you done? We, so, so, the minimum today was to do about a 95 to 100k ride and a 10k run. It was a bit of an easier day because we've got a big day tomorrow. Um, so, what have you done today? Yes, we got up early this morning. Oh, you did the bloody 210, didn't you? Yes, we rode up to Mount Cook then we did the run and we rode back we've done two 15k's today 215k's yes <laughs> and, and a 10k run that's a big day how, how are you feeling now 
Maybe ask me tomorrow. I'm okay at the moment. Oh, nice. <laughs> Righty ho. Good. Uh, Lee, let's, uh, you've done a few camps now. Yes. Uh, three days in, where does this sort of rate, you know, just how it sort of panned out so far in terms of hardness? Is it pretty pretty similar sort of standard stuff? Oh, I think you've gone a bit soft today, John, with the sleeping. <laughs> yeah, it was um, a bit soft. Yeah, <laughs> a 9.15 start. Yeah, a 95k bike and a 10k run, mm. but I'm sure there's more to come. Mm. Um, tough, tough couple of days though, like the first day into that win was awful. Mm. Um, even though it was only 120 k's on the bike, it was it felt like 150, if not 180. Mm. Yesterday was stunning, but no hardness wise, it's about the same. Not yeah. quite your epic camp overseas ones, but comparable <laughs> to last year for sure. Good. Um, you've done some adventure racing and stuff as well, haven't you? Yeah. So what? Yep. Um, maybe sort of do a parallel. You know, I know this isn't racing, but we go pretty hard. What's adventure racing like compared to something like this? If someone wants to get a bit of a feel. Um, this is probably more intense. Mm. Um, adventure racing, the long distance stuff, you, you just got to keep going. It's not necessarily at a big high level, but 22 hours of the day you're moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, I guess to an extent is comparable because it is day after day after day, but the great thing is you get to sleep and mm. you get these lovely people that feed you and do your washing and do all that stuff for you as well. Mm. Venture racing, you don't quite have that perk. Mm. Um, so what's your strategy from here on in? Because the thing, when you're in, in a jersey, you kind of feel obligated to defend it a little bit. Correct. Which is a little tricky. Um, it's I'm, I'm, um, I'm Kelly's wingman. Um, <laughs> I've got to do everything I can to keep her in yellow. Yeah. And if that means that I'm the sacrificial lamb, then that's me. Nice. <laughs> Very good. Because so t- yeah. the thing, because we've got a big day tomorrow, I t- there's not going to be much scope for tacking on or anything like that tomorrow. So I think not even a 30k run. Uh, I hadn't thought that one through. Yeah, I don't think my legs will let me do a 30k yeah. run. Yeah, we have got a long run tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so what are you looking forward to uh, for the rest of the camp? You know, it's only day three. Um, um oh, of course, see the family um, and Cromwell's. A cool little spots looking forward to going there and Milford Sound too we haven't been there in years mm. used to have a, a place in Tiania as kids so it's oh, pretty cool. cool going back there very good um, Kelly what's your sort of plan for the next few days and what, what do you do at the end of the day what have you sort of done the first few days to try to decompress and recover have you got any secret strategies there's not too much time for recovery <laughs> it's pretty much just eat put my feet up yeah. Okay. <laughs> some more. Um, don't really have too much of a plan moving forward. I'm definitely looking forward to riding over the Lindis Pass tomorrow. Yeah. Be nice. And back home, how much sort of training are you guys doing a week, roughly? What's what does sort of a standard week look like? Mm, in the build up, we probably do anywhere maybe around 15 or 16 hours mm-hmm. in in a bigger week. Mm-hmm. We have big weekends. We don't do too much during the week. Yep. Yeah. Quite manageable. Yep. And what's your plan for, for the New Zealand summer, hoping we have a summer of racing? I had lined up a couple of halves, but I doubt they will go ahead. Mm-hmm. So I am doing the Southern Lakes Ultra in February. Mm. Multi-day. Nice. Very nice. Lee, what about you? What's your plan? Are you doing God's Own again or something? Correct. Hey? Yep. Team MacPack showing up again next year for 
God's own, probably our last one, but it's number five for us actually, so I'm really looking forward to that. If you want to check out um, a pretty full-on adventure race in New Zealand called God's Own, it's one of the probably considered one of the best in the world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm. Is it the original? Oh, I don't know, but yeah, definitely one of the ones up there. Awesome. Thanks cool. for your time, ladies. Um, Thanks, looking Tom. forward to seeing how this all shakes out because some of our some of the boys are, uh, are giving you guys a, a nice little buffer there, so they're going to have to work their way back into this. So awesome to see. Good work. Thanks, John. Uh, I think we've spoken to a bit of a mixture of veterans and Epic Camp newbies so far. So we had the Mountain Snail, we had Lee, who's been on a few, Kelly, who's uh, first time, and we've got another first timer here, Hayden Beta from Christchurch, but not originally from Christchurch. So, Hayden, maybe just tell us where you're from and, and what's your sort of home setup and things like that. Um, originally from South Africa, my wife and I came out uh, 17 years ago, two suitcases, and now we have a Kiwi lifestyle, mm. two kids and everything, and um, yeah, working from home, and it's been quite good over, over the last couple of years. And your background, I remember you came to see me years ago, and I think I just seem to recall you didn't you didn't even want to ride on the road. You were no. just uh, and this was before Zwift and all this sort of stuff. I think it was just getting on the trainer. Um, you could ha- you weren't particularly good swimming and you you're okay running. Um, so what's your tell us a bit about your triathlon journey? Well, when I first came to see you, um, I hit a midlife crisis. <laughs> hit ninety six kilograms. Couldn't jump out of a plane because it was too heavy to jump. I thought, oh, something has to change. And there was a challenge at work that said. Let's do a triathlon. So I went with some friends and I thought, well, if I'm going to do it, let me do it properly and come and see John Um, and started from there. So no, swimming wasn't that great. Biking, I made a dent in my fluid trainer because I I went indoors all the time (laughs) because the road's not my friend. And even now the road's not my friend. Yeah. But uh, bloody hell, your swimming has come on real good. Uh, I mean, you probably, I think you submitted your 400 metre time as what, 520? Is uh, 530. Four, 530, 400 metres, and yeah, you're looking, looking good there. Yeah, that's taken a long time, and I think it's changing and going and swimming with the squad. It's really helped. Mm. Um, it is humbling when you have to swim with 12 year olds, and the 12 mm. year olds swim over you. So if you are going to swim, stick with the 12 year olds, they're good. Um, but you do have a, a, and whilst you didn't bike outside that much, you, you kind of got an affinity to being on the bike and you sort of descend well. And maybe tell us a bit about your background and why that is. Um, I used to race off-road motorbikes, do um, enduro racing. So 400 kilometre days would be normal on mm-hmm. off-road racing. So quite comfortable on a on an off-road bike. And I think that's just helped Mm. switching it across to mountain bike and then switching it across to road bike it doesn't really uh, I don't know say bother me but it doesn't bother me going downhill or going fast mm. so. is it more just the traffic that bothers you? I think it is I think it's the, the worry that a car is going to hit me or if I'm a bit wobbly on the road mm. um, and I don't like cars giving me the the freak out on the side. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so you know lots of people have done the camp before, especially from last year. A lot of Christchurch people did it. You sort of mainly do half Ironman and Olympic distance. You haven't done Ironman. You haven't done th- probably that many rides over 100 kilo- 150 kilometres or 100 miles. Um, so what tipped you over the edge to, to want to come along? Well, a lot of people were saying, oh, it's going to be a good camp to come on. And I said, yep. And there's a lot of my friends in Christchurch that said, yep, they're going to go on. But they've since decided, well, pi- uh, 
partly injuries. Yeah, partly injuries. Yeah, so they didn't come along. Um, but I thought it would be a really good challenge. Um, the first day that we had was, I thought, what the hell am I doing here? Because that was a, it wasn't a fun day. Um, I thought I could just pack it in and walk away because the first day with all the wind. Um, but yesterday was a really nice day out on the bike and today was fantastic. Mm. So what's your, you did a tack on today, uh, what's your sort of, oh, he's, Hayden's sitting here with his foot in a chiller bin full of ice because you rolled your ankle and it's like a bloody pumpkin down there at the moment, so hopefully that heals up, providing that's okay. You know, you've done one tack on, Is what's your sort of strategy for the camp? Well, if there's no more no more running to be done, it's going to have to be a lot more tack on <laughs> and potentially a lot more swimming. Yes. I think I'm going to have to follow the mountain snail's um, advice and have the 200 butterfly fountain of points because <laughs> that's the, it's the only way I could, I could gain some points now is to get it in the pool. Yeah, and uh, I reckon a bit of biking, you'll be, you'll be fine. Um, what else did I want to ask you? Uh, What's your been been your highlight so far? I think today was a really good day. Just mm. nice, beautiful scenery. Mount Cook has been was fantastic, and um, coming along the ride along the canals was was beautiful. So that's mm -hmm. good. And the setup that we've had. Mm. I mean, my bag is probably the heaviest with Gale. Second heaviest. <laughs> and I think <laughs> it's just been it's been awesome. The setup, it's fantastic. Mm. Um, what else? What else? I guess and we've had quite a few events so far. So on the first day we had a sort of a broken aquathon. We've had a 5k um, run. We've had uh, a time trial on the bike. Uh, we've had some swimming races. Um, how hard have you pushed in those? And how worried were you about pushing hard in those uh, for the, the consequences? <laughs> the swimming one I pushed hard to try and get into into the close to the final. But the I'm sure my, I'm going to question the, <laughs> the, the, the start times on those because that's a long wait. Hayden had a 45-second handicap. Now, the, so the, the, the first swimmers are weak swimmers, um, relatively speaking, in you know, nine-man sense. You know, they're going to be you know, closer to the, the back of the pack swimmers than the, the, certainly the sort of middle, middle range swimmers. But uh, a 45 seconds over 100 metres is a lot to make up. <laughs> You still, I think you still managed sort of mid-pack, didn't yep. you? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So good. it was good. It was good. So on the the swimming, I pushed hard. The, I knew that on the TT, I wasn't going to push because that was day one, and mm. that was a, I think it was a shock to the system. Mm. Um, so if I find another flat day, I might go for another TT, 20-minute mm. TT, and see how that goes. So I think on the bike, I'll push it, and then on the on the swimming. Mm. Because I've added a new bonus point this year. If you go for and do a 20 minutes at 95% of your FTP, uh, there's two bonus points. S some people strategically did that on the first day, and it was a little bit uphill. I've specified it couldn't be uphill, but the route they chose was a bit lumpy, and I authorised it, which I probably shouldn't have because it was a bit unfair. Uh, so if you're going to do it on the flat, when you're a little fatigued, it's going to be a little bit hard. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so good luck with that. Well, today would have been the perfect day because down the canal was a mm. great road. Mm. That could have that could have worked. Yeah. So the canal he's talking about, we went from Mount Cook. Uh, if you are ever riding in this neck of the woods, we we turned right and went down these canals behind Twizel, and it was fantastic. I, I think we might have seen one car and about sort of. 20k of riding or so it was great yeah. and everybody else who's been on the camp has been great I mean everybody's friendly that's nice it's all like minded so it's, 
mm-hmm. really good. Awesome. Thanks for your time, Hayden. Fingers Thanks, crossed John. that uh, that ankle heals up, and we'll Pumpkin probably hear from right. you later in the camp. So, John, both. So, for you, you know, you're not really participating in this camp because you know you've had different experiences. You've gone all in in the past. You've had ones where you kind of partially did them. Seems like this one, you're more just the coordinator with a little bit of training in between. How's that different for you? Uh, it's just ne- no, nothing stops really. You know, it's just like there's always something for me to do. Tabulating yep. the points, I come up with all these good ideas for events and stuff and handicapping. <laughs> and it's a and burden thought, when you're in it. <laughs> oh, yesterday I thought this this team time trial might be an easy one to work out. And I was on the road and I was trying to do it on a piece of paper and it was just, my mind was just going round and round in circles. I needed a spreadsheet in front of me. So yeah, there's just always something to do, but it's nice and rewarding. I just love showing people. I love coming up with a plan that I think, God, that'll be cool to do that. I'd love to do that. And then yeah. seeing people enjoy it. So um, yeah, so far it's been good. And today could be interesting with weather, um, but that's part of the fun. Last year we had one day that was absolutely horrendous and that's what people talk about. So as long as we um, all come out the other side, it's all good. It is true, isn't it? Like, I, you know, I think of all the epic days at the camps or days I remember, it's either we did, we had like a breakthrough performance um, or it was just a crazy day. You know, mm. like the crazy weather day. I remember Melina and I riding up the up this um right through Lewis Pass, I think it was, and mm. we just got hammered for hours. Yeah, but you never forget those days. Exactly. So no, yeah. athletes holding up fantastically well, and fingers crossed. You know, if the borders open, we'll be having another one of these bad boys next October. So um, yeah. Now, are you looking at doing your Kona next year if you can get there? Uh, if we can get there, yep. Uh, Rote's not happening now, so that's that's off the table. Um, but Kona, it's in the let's see what happens basket. Let's see what happens. So if you do want to follow again, go to epiccamp.com. Uh, if you want to go on with John, one of John's camps, he always puts on amazing camps. So obviously right now it's not clear exactly when the next ones will be happening, but just keep on listening on the show and we'll let you know when they're happening. All right, John, I think, I think, I think you need to get back out on the road. What, when, when do you actually start today? Oh, they've gone. Uh, the last group, it's 8.47. The last group left 20 minutes ago. So Dr. Feelgood, Dave Dwan is out there doing the first aid station. So we have aid stations about every sort of 40 to 50 Ks and I've got to chase them all down. I've got to make sure I get to the bottom of it. We've got a KOM. I was, I was plotting the route to this place and yep. we're in the middle of nowhere today. Like there's nothing out there. And I was just sort of plotting it, trying to find back roads and plotted one route. And I thought, holy crap, that's a big climb in the middle of nowhere. And so I thought, there we go, king of the mountains that day. So we were regrouping <laughs> at, at 90, 91 Ks. And there's this climb that's it's about 10 kilometers long. Oh, really? You don't get that many climbs like that in New Zealand. No, you don't. Uh, looking forward to the, yeah, I've just got to get out there before everybody else, which is, should be fine. And yeah, it's just going to be real quiet roads today, stunning scenery. And then we get into gore. gore. What's the hardest day they have in front of them? I, think I know today weather-wise, but no, in uh, front of them. Yeah, in front of them. Mm, well, today's 170 k's, but they're not not running. It's just a, a bike and a swim today. So most of the days from here, oh, the, the last day is going to be pretty epic. We have a little, uh, I'm not going to sp- spill the beans here because they might be listening, but we've got some surprises on the last day. But so today's 170 k's. The next day's 150 k's on the bike. Then it's 120. And then I think it's another 150. So they're all pretty solid. And we've got a few more, you know, leg tingling, um, events coming up as well for, for some hard running there you go so if you do want to give it crazy go, go, go to epic camp john let's wrap it up i'm russ i'm Endo. train hard train smart kia car